Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mostly Soccer Podcast. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and today I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? I am Jimmy Daycare. Jimmy Daycare. Go ahead and explain yes. why. So, yeah, I know. I feel like I have to like give the background. I feel like we've mentioned maybe the last time 500 years ago that we did this podcast, we mentioned that I was going to be having a baby, and the baby's here. Vincenzo Andreas, he's here. Vincenzo Andreas. That is the most Italian slash Spanish name of all time. <laughs> and he's going to the league. Yeah, he is. Oh, 100%. <laughs> this is Project Mbappe. Yes, this is, it starts now. We're on the ground level. We're three weeks in as of today. Um, there's not a lot of sleep. And there's just, just a lot of work. Watching a lot of film. We're getting ourselves ready. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of sleep for him, you mean? No, exactly. Because he's working. He's already. working overtime right now. He's in, <laughs> he's, he's in the, the gym as the we speak. Room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy, last two podcasts I think was you having come off being married. Yeah, I think which, so. <laughs> which was probably six months ago at this point, and now you having a kid. Yeah. This is the Jimmy life lapse year right, of the podcast. Apparently, <laughs> apparently that's how my life in general feels right now everything has <laughs> been a whirlwind um non-stop since september so yeah i bet um <laughs> and it's not stopping <laughs> yeah no this is just the beginning uh you were telling me a little bit about the details of the baby I, we won't have to get into that um but i want to ask you the question jimmy is the truth that when you look at the child for the first time the best moment ever as everyone describes yeah i think it does live up to it i will I say that it. i went through a traumatic experience <laughs> getting there as i detailed to you which we don't need to go through all of it here which may have soured that because at that point i i don't know if i was really alive i was just like a zombie walking through <laughs> everything that my poor wife went through and the the baby went through to be here but it is a it is a very interesting like it's hard to explain it's something you can't explain until you've mm. lived it i will tell you that mm. i don't know that i'm that interested in living it <laughs> well you say that <laughs> you say that now you're you, you're young yeah you time it's, it's true um but yeah that's that's awesome incredibly happy for you guys and uh happy to be back doing the pod yes and uh i don't even know when the last time we did this was honestly but the the season has turned on its head since the last time. I know that. Yeah, the world has turned on its head. I mean, we've yeah. <laughs> had a lot of different things happen since then. Um, and I will say it's been an interesting, fun year in the league, I think. I think it's revving up for like a very, very good like title stretch. I think so, too. Um, you know, we have a mostly soccer title race again, plus Liverpool. And I, I think it's really going to come down to the wire again. Um, we'll get into it, but before we get into all of this, I wanted to bring up to you live on the podcast. What is the deal with mostly soccer going forward? Jimmy? I, well, this is a very good question because I don't know. I know. I, uh, I, I feel like we're coming to our natural end. I, I, I get that. I, I, I don't want to end it. I don't no, that's how I feel is like I'm very saddened by the fact that it feels like it's time. It does. I I just I I love doing the podcast and we've done it for I think this is year five or six now, yeah, which it, is kind of yeah. crazy. I think we started World Cup twenty eight. 
15. Yeah, because I remember the, those were when we did like 30, ep- the first 30 yeah, episodes oh were God. done in like 30 days. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were banging them out. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're not really consistent anymore. And, you know, there's a lot going on. And I feel like Arsenal are going to win the league or the Champions League this year. So it's kind of a poetic way to end. <laughs> Sail off into the sunset. <laughs> I really want to ride off into the sunset. You've had six years of sunsets on this podcast. Well, we I did get to get, I got my victory <laughs> last year, which I'm saddened that I think last year, well, I guess this year, but the last two years have been rough for us in terms of recording. And I don't think we got to truly record and, and take in um how good last year was to in the title race with it so obviously life has gotten in the way in many ways Mm -hmm. is the best way i can put it for both of us i don't think things are as easy as it was to record maybe at the beginning when we were doing this it is true yeah i I mean just lots going on lots of marriages uh my wedding is at the end of this year yeah still no one but still no still no save the dates still waiting on that well that's brooke's fault uh, (laughs) she doesn't do anything quickly um but yeah i mean i feel like i am content with this season being our last yeah, I I think I I think I agree. I will say that I want to see what happens because oh, yeah. there's always the possibility that you know something happens that makes it just be like, "Oh, we can't end this yeah. way." And, <laughs> and I'm I'm always open to like doing whenever we feel like doing a podcast, yeah. we can just do it. Yeah. But the expectation or I don't think anyone has an expectation of us, uh, quite frankly, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, or really bad if you look at it the other way and say, well, why the hell are you even going to do it? Um, but yeah. I think that's perfect. I, I think the, uh, we can just come back and do a podcast whenever. So if, yeah. if you know something interesting is happening and we want to, you know, we'll put out a tweet and see you know, the four people that listen, if they feel like listening this week. Um, so that, that's a, it's a six-month annual podcast yeah it is funny because i'll get messages from you know a few of our friends like oh listen to the new pod when's the next one next year yeah and sounds yep yeah and i mean we still get some some traction from folks who listen on twitter who send us messages and whatnot um but i i'm i'm coming to terms with it i think my love for arsenal is has always grown but my love for this league has diminished so greatly since we've started. You know, I think that's a fair thing, and I think that's maybe part of it. Mm. Um, I, I, In a way, I feel the same way. Um, obviously, it's easier for me as things have gone much better for me than they have for you. But I do think that the there was a fun atmosphere around, not just the league, but the sport in general, that I think I've really soured on over the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I, that have like, we obviously VAR is like a very divisive thing. Uh, I think just the, the way the league conducts itself, I will say the response it has to situations Mm -hmm. has been terrible. I think external to that things like the Saudi league in the way they've gone about things has been divisive. I think all of the controversy, both related to city and non-related to city, with like Everton and Nottingham Forest, like all of the way all these things are handled and the way that they become legal issues more than they become sporting issues. Mm -hmm. It does take away, I think some of the fun that I think used to be there. I feel like almost in a way 
the sport, I don't want to say it's gotten too big for its own good, but it feel like it's so commercialized. It's kind of a similar way I feel sometimes like around like the NFL, yeah. where it's like it becomes so commercialized. Or maybe the NBA is a better example. Because like I can't watch the NBA anymore because it seems to me it feels like like wrestling. It's like WWE now. Like it's more of a show than yeah. it's a sporting event in mm-hmm. some ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. And I, I share some of those same sentiments, obviously. Uh, and, you know, I am the number one complainer about VAR, but I don't think it is just that. I think it's just, like you said, the league just handles itself so poorly in so many different aspects. And uh, it really does not sour me one bit on watching Arsenal. I mean, every time I watch Arsenal, I'm in it a thousand percent and uh, I'll live and die by them forever. But it's just like the league sucks. Like, I think point blank, the league is bad. The way that they conduct business is really poor. The officiating is the worst in the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean I don't want Arsenal to win it more than anything every year. But it's I don't have as broad of an interest in the league as I once did when we started this podcast, you know. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing. But I think it's just it's narrowing an already narrow view that I've had of the league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where obviously we have our biases towards the teams that we like or the bigger clubs that we keep tabs on more so. But I think even more so in the past year or two, I've more just honed in on being like, I'm here to support Arsenal. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of and sense. Luton Town. And Luton Town. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And my new favorite team, actually, they've, they have fluctuated over the years. I think when we first started this podcast, Everton, I named them as my second yeah. favorite Premier League team. And they are fully back because of how much they loathe the Premier League. Every game, <laughs> just with their corruption signs after Is their 10-point deduction. That's really come full circle because they went to a very <laughs> hated team. It, like the the Yerimina Richarlison mm-hmm period they became some of the team that you despised and wanted to be relegated (laughs) to to come full circle and be back in your good graces yeah yeah it's uh truly the circle of life has taken place with the podcast uh (laughs) but yeah i uh i think still still cards on table um you know with regard to ending the podcast may or may not happen but um we we reserve the right to come back whenever we want. Yeah. It's like, you know, like when the bands go on like hiatus, yeah. they come back like four years later and try to pretend like nothing happened. There you that, go. Like, that's us every episode yeah, so this year. That's kind of what we've done now for a while. So it, it would just be like a maybe extended hiatus. Yeah. We'll see. It, I, I, think, uh, I think it might be the way. But anyways, Jimmy, we're approaching the end of the podcast, not the end of the Premier League. Still too many games to go. People are calling the league way too early. And if I learned anything from last year, it's that no matter how far ahead you are, how many games are left, there's always time to be disappointed. (laughs) And Jimmy, (laughs) we have 15 games left. I don't know why anyone in their right mind is talking about Liverpool winning the title last week if Arsenal had lost to them. Oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. Blows my mind. I, I just remember literally this exact point last year me going to london everything in the world going to shit for arsenal and it was over just like that well and i mean like liverpool still need to play city too and i I know that the game remaining is at anfield but like they still need to play city like 
it's not a two team race either. Like that's the thing that doesn't didn't make any sense to me. Granted, worked out lovely with Arsenal winning, and now I think it's a true like three headed monster race. But I, I think people. Well, I guess can we mention something before we jump into like the different yeah. game? Is it like the Klopp factor? Because that's like the big thing that's oh, obviously yeah. we, happened. We haven't even mentioned so that. like Klopp is leaving Liverpool. Amen. Um, <laughs> so Klopp is another person I feel like people have gone full circle on because I think he went from like the media. He's still a media darling in some ways. Like people loved Klopp. Like mm-hmm. the neutral loved Klopp. Loved the style of play. I used to like yeah. Jurgen Klopp when he first came right? in. Because they were then, underdog. And then he just became such an insufferable bastard yep. throughout, like, over the last couple of years. Like, you, you can, he he's an incredible manager. Incredible. The, take nothing against, don't take what I'm saying as anything against him. But he is the biggest crybaby there is. Yeah, he's terrible. I, like, I mean. He's never lost a match that was like, <laughs> he got outplayed. No, no. Whether it be the grass, the referee. Just, I, I don't even know. He, he comes up with something new every single time they lose. Yeah. I, I mean, even after this week against Arsenal, he's like complaining about the Kanate two yellows. It's like, oh, man. I mean, those are some of the more clear cards I've ever seen. And I don't know. He, he's always on about something. Mm-hmm. He's very condescending and dismissive. That, mm-hmm. That's how I would describe Klopp. And um i think he he does have a charm about him like i could see like if you're a liverpool supporter i would love jürgen klopp oh, of course. but um you know i think i've had it, enough of him and <laughs> i think you have too yes uh we're both happy to see him go but obviously it's a huge blow for the premier league i mean that's a, a legendary manager and a legendary liverpool team that's going to be left behind yeah yeah absolutely and i think it's interesting timing wise i find it to be interesting yeah, kind of out of nowhere. That that's the thing is it seems surprising that it's happening now. It makes me question why is it happening now? Like does he have a plan? Is there something like set World up? Cup type of well, plan? That's what I'm wondering is it a World Cup thing? Is it a just because there's been rumors in the past about Real Madrid with him is like is it a mm. Mbappe and Klopp to Real Madrid together type of like this is the re the refresh, the rebrand of Real Madrid? That would be something. Like you know what I mean like is it that or is it simply he's he says he's burnt out, basically, is what he said. Is it just simply that, that he really is burnt out and he's like, I need a break? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it could be. I mean, he's been there, what, seven years now? Yeah. That's all. I've been in Liverpool for a few days and I don't think I ever want to go back. <laughs> um, I could never imagine seven years of dealing with those Liverpudlians. <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know i mean seven years is a long time to be at any job and uh i think it's more than seven years too to be honest yeah about. it might be and i'm not sure I, I i don't think we'll see him at the world cup i think he'll give it a sizable break before he comes back but i don't think he'll be done he's he's pretty young right? yeah that's it he is like i i want to i'm gonna guess he's like in his 50s mid 50s yeah. probably uh but I just find it interesting. I find it interesting that it's like announced when it was in the middle of the season. Um, I think maybe part of that is like the hopefulness that it'll spur on the team to do something incredible. But I I think it's a little bit misplaced. Um, if that was his intention, 
Yeah. I, and Probably I mean, not, though. No, I I don't know. It's interesting. And maybe it's something they've known all year. Like, maybe this is internal to Liverpool. The players have known. You know what I mean? Because we've seen that yeah. a lot with different things where it's like, oh, yeah, they knew this was their last year. And mm-hmm. I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm interested to see where Liverpool go now with it. Like, what is there? Yeah. I mean, because there's been... I'd also like point out like the comment that Virgil van Dyke had where he was asked if he's part of the next era and was kind of noncommittal to that mm. too. And we've already heard a lot of rumors about Mo Salah, this potentially being his last year, yeah. you know, which we hear every year with, you know, players like him. Um, but like it maybe is a new era for Liverpool completely that comes in. Yeah. And I'm interested to see who that would be and kind of how they lead that forward. Um, this is going to be different. Yeah, um, I mean, those players like Van Dyke, Salah, even Trent, all those guys. Robertson. Have, yeah, they've all won everything yeah. under Klopp. I mean, there's yep. really not much left to do at Liverpool mm-hmm. if, you know, yeah. if you're part of the, the Klopp regime. And now, I guess, would be a reasonable time to move on after this year. So maybe like a, a final goodbye tour. But um, keeping on the topic of Liverpool, I will say even before this game, I know Liverpool are missing Mo Salah and uh, they're missing Sabasly, mm-hmm. but I don't think Liverpool have been that impressive all year. They're like they've had so many, so many games where they've t- won it at the last ten minutes of right. the match. I feel like repeatedly they've tied it and then won it with two goals in like the last 10 to 15 minutes Yeah, over and over and over again. I don't think they've had many matches where they've been a force, like where mm-hmm. they've just looked from start to finish the best team. It's not been that many of them, at least not what we're used to seeing from them. I don't think. Yeah, no. Granted, uh, they're in first place, so like right. take that as you will. <laughs> I think their attack is undeniably incredible. I think only second to a healthy city. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the world, I mean, well, Real Madrid might have something to say about that. Um, but their defense and midfield is, on paper, pretty weak. Uh, I mean, I know Van Dyke has had kind of a resurgence mm-hmm. this year. Allison, I think, is the best goalkeeper in the league, <laughs> barring you know what we saw this past weekend against Arsenal. <laughs> um, but really, the rest of that back line doesn't instill me with confidence. I don't think Kanate is really a great player. Yeah. I think he's solid. He's like fine. I would, I would take Kanate at Arsenal, but yeah. like, I don't think he's anything really special. Yeah. Uh, he's fine. The That's... midfield doesn't inspire you with any no. real confidence. I mean, like a Harvey Elliott or a Curtis Jones as your depth yeah. or potential starters isn't. No, I I, I agree completely. I, I just mean... don't think they're at the title level. No, I I don't either. I feel like they lack. A little something now they have that that spirit that drives them forward and they've been able to win and th- that's you know that's a big clop factor too mm-hmm. um but yeah i would say that their back line i mean joe gomez playing as a fullback just yeah no i've never been a fan of joe gomez i i don't i'm still not obviously i think <laughs> robertson's back now I think he came in against arsenal i think right off the bench yeah. so getting him back will be helpful granted you know it's been a little while since he's been at his best. I don't think he had a very good year last year, for example. Yeah. Um, but this is a very interesting team. Like they, they are very, very um, all over the place in a lot of ways. Um, they have the ability to strike very quickly mm-hmm. and can change a game very, very quickly. Um, but I don't think that they, for example, I think both City and Arsenal are 
better teams. That's what I'm. That's basically the point that I was trying to get to. Like, Arsenal and City are both more capable of dominating an opponent and yeah, exactly you know, controlling think, a game. Yeah, going the distance, controlling a game. Um, but I think probably Liverpool are more capable than just winning a game than Arsenal in general. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a weird one. I, I will say, though, and I've been saying it, not on the podcast because we haven't done one, um, but I, I don't think they're going to win the title. I, I still think it's cities to lose, and I've been saying that all along. Um, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is back at this point, and City are seemingly healthy, so it's over. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say it's over. I will say that I think City, and I think I text you that like City spotted the league like twenty games without Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, and the most that they could make of it was like if you didn't count the game in hand, like a four point lead for Liverpool. Yeah. And now City win their game in hand. If they win, they're, they're the first match of this weekend. They'll mm-hmm. be top of the table. Yeah. Obviously, if Liverpool win, they'll go back above them. But, um, like that it can change very very quickly and we've seen that you know city always have that struggle beginning mm-hmm. it like beginning of the year mid time around the year they have that little wobble period where they don't play their best but at the end of the season they always find a way to ru- rip off like 12 13 matches in a row yeah so and now they're getting healthy um de bruyne's back holland's back john stones back akanji back like they're basically fully healthy right now mm-hmm. for the first time all year. Um, and we're going to see what that leads. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think this City team is a different team. I think there's holes in it. Like, I do think that there's holes in this I team agree. that yeah. there wasn't last year. There's a reason they won the trouble last year. Like, And even last year, they had that really... the mid- Last year went from like the low to the highest because it, there was a section last year where they looked horrible. Like after the, right after the World Cup when they came back and they just looked yeah. so before and after they looked so disjointed and then everything just picked up. So they have the ability to do that. But this team obviously they miss Gundogan. Like there's the, my point of this is there's opportunities for Arsenal and Liverpool. Yeah, City have holes in their team. They have they rely on young players in a way they haven't like. They need Doku to perform. Mm-hmm. They've needed Oscar Bob if it wasn't for his goal against Newcastle. Like, like they've needed that from young players, Rico Lewis. They've needed so. There's going to be opportunity there. I don't think this city team is complete as it's been in the past. Yeah, but at the same time, when you have Holland, when you have De Bruyne, when you have Rodri, who as long as he plays, they do not lose full year <laughs> now, a year it's without bizarre. losing a match that he plays. Like he is the linchpin of this team and i think that that's the reason i look at arsenal as a bigger threat than liverpool in a way is like the difference of of rice having that at this arsenal team makes a big difference that is the position liverpool does not have they do not have that just rock in midfield that just breaks up plays and starts attacks yeah in the way that rodri and rice do for both their teams so that if if I'm Liverpool, that would have been the position I was looking to fill, and I guess they, they were. Did. They 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 did try, um, not for lack of trying. We yeah, say. and I mean I think everybody tried with Bellingham, and, and Klopp basically said like they were in on Bellingham, City were in, both of them were turned down, mm-hmm. and then they thought they had it with Isaido, and that you know <laughs> went the way maybe that for went for the better, maybe for the better. I think definitely for the better right now. Um, I mean. Yeah. Hard, hard Chelsea or something else. I want to talk about Chelsea. We have to yeah. get to them. But yeah, um, 
I, I don't know. I, I, to talk about individual games at this point, since we haven't podcasted, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Um, but I'll, I'll just say, again, I think Arsenal and City are pretty clearly the two better teams in the league. Mm-hmm. My perspective, per- perhaps it's our bias. Maybe it it's is. It's hard Maybe. to sit in this room with just us two and no yeah. Liverpool fan and uh, spout off about how much better we think our teams are than them. Um, given that we're second and third. But I don't know. I I have a feeling that this could be Arsenal's year. I, I, it's probably misguided. It's misguided every year I feel that way. Um but I don't know. I, I think, like you said, the addition of Rice has been so massive. I mean, I don't know that I've seen a signing come in and be better than Declan Rice, at least for, for Arsenal. Um, he is truly a stunning fucking player. He's unbelievable every match. Um, and yeah, I, I think Arsenal are, are getting healthier now. Like Timber is named on the uh, mm-hmm. Champions League squad list going forward so who knows he might be back before the end of the year and yeah i mean the the defense is statistically the best in the league i mean i wouldn't say that from watching them every week but uh that's apparently the 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 statistic and you know i think arsenal are consistent enough to perhaps take city to the end again even more so than they did last year where they crumbled um and, you know, after that Liverpool game this week, it's hard to say because it's at home, but it felt like during this time last year, this is when Arsenal crumbled. Mm-hmm. And in my hopeful heart, I am I am very uh, optimistic that maybe this is a turning point for them again in a positive way, whereas last year was really negative. So lots of games left to be played, 15 left. So basically half a season, uh, really so early to, to make any judgments. But, you know, when you do one podcast every six months, it's it's kind of in line. You got to make your judgments when you yeah. can. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what do you want to talk about next, Jimmy? So we talked about that. I guess just talking before we get to like the jumping around a little bit to finish out the top four, because I think those three are locks like mm-hmm. everyone agrees locks. Who's your fourth team? Because I think it's been, I think you would, based off of actually how they've played this year, Villa's been the fourth best team in the league based on how they've played, uh, um, how they've played. I think that they like, when I watched them, the game specifically, they played City, which was a while ago now. They outplayed City from start to finish, like completely outplayed them. I was very, very impressed. But I've also seen them have some absolutely dreadful games too. Um, but and they're in they're in fourth now by two points. But I would say, in my opinion, the team is probably Spurs that finished fourth. I actually think Spurs when they they're a weird team. They which they're always a weird team, but they're a very weird team now because I think they are enjoyable to watch play. But if I was a fan of them, I think I'd be kind of like a little upset at the same time because they they're very nice. I almost think they play so naive. Reckless like, is the word yes, rec- okay, yeah, they maybe that's reckless. it. They're like the way they play is it's odd. It's different, man. It's it's different. Spurs have improved so much from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think personally they're the best, the fourth best team in the league. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be there for Champions League next year. Um, 
I say reckless because they they play so attacking minded, which mm-hmm. is enjoyable to watch, but it's also like disaster is imminent. Mm-hmm. It's around the corner. Um and their defenders don't instill me with a ton of confidence. I know Van Deveen has come around. Mm-hmm. I, I think the first few games I watched him, I was like, what have they done bringing this guy <laughs> in? Uh, but he looks pretty solid lately. Christian Romero is the worst. I think he's terrible. I think he's so dumb. I would be furious if he was on my team. He's, to me, I, I think I have the what he is, is perfectly is like, he is a worse, like a bad version of Otamendi. Like if you take, yeah, do you know what I mean? Bit. Like because like Odomendi at his best was actually great, but he always had that that boneheadedness in him. Mm-hmm. Like Odomendi was good for eighty nine minutes every match, and then would do the stupidest fucking thing you could ever believe. Like give away a dumb free kick in the ninetieth minute, right outside the box. Like yeah. do something dumb. That's Romero, but the whole game. Like yeah, <laughs> he has no brain. Yeah, listen, like like, like there's, there's some talent there clearly. Yeah, but just. Yeah, no brain. Like, there's no, like, it's just not firing. <laughs> like, uh, David Luiz, if he was shit. Yeah, yeah, David right. If he like, was dog shit. Yeah. And that's clear. I mean, clearly they need to improve there. Yeah. Like, but they have positions like that all around the field. I mean, not to that level, but like that, the midfield at Spurs, like, Hoybier is, is gone at the end of the season, yeah. supposedly. Like, Benton Core, like, do I think he's, I mean, that's, that's a really, not yeah. a great player, in my opinion. Um, they they've shored up their defense a little. I think Vicario has been a good sign. He's been good in Odogi. <laughs> Odogi's like Destiny very good. Odogi's been like, great. Very good. I actually very impressed with him. And obviously James Madison is yeah. was an incredible signing. Timo Werner is an interesting one. I mean, I think he fits Spurs pretty well. He's very he's very Spursy type yeah. player. It's it's just like you you don't know what you're gonna get. Could be great. Could be terrible. And then um, I will say Richarlison is actually playing very well. Yeah, he's come <laughs> out of his shell finally. Yeah, all it took was him playing Everton. Oh, oh. the last thing was with Spurs. I do want to say Ben Johnson. Was your thought on Johnson? Because Ben Johnson. Yeah, uh, Brennan. Excuse me. Bre- yeah, yeah, Bren. Bre- ben. Bre- close enough. Brennan Johnson. Yeah. Close enough. They they signed him for what? Wasn't it? Like it was a lot of mil? money. It was a lot. I think he's a promising young talent. I think that's where it ends. Well, uh, my thing is, I actually like him. I think he's yeah. like a solid player. Like watching him play, I actually think he's pretty good. I think he doesn't match the ambition that they have in terms of like, like he's good. He's very solid. And back at like with the city thing, it's kind of kind of how I feel about Matias Nunez, which is like they do some things really, really well. And they're a very, very good player. And if they were playing like they both did for lower teams, you'd be like, oh, this guy should be on a better team. Right. And then when they get on a better team, you're like, I don't know if they're quite good enough. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. Like They do so many things really well, and they add something to a game. But if you are relying on them, I think you are putting too much on them to rely on them. Yeah. I mean, I guess the good news is that he's still really young yeah. and he's still developing, but um, I mean, from what I've seen, and I'm sorry, I called you Ben. <laughs> what I've seen so far, I think he's just a solid, like a, a substitute type of player, yeah. like almost how I sadly feel about Emil Smith Rowe right now, where it's like, I'm happy to see him come on as a sub. I think he can affect things, but I don't expect him mm-hmm. to, 
you know, take over a game or really yeah. be phenomenal every time you watch him so much. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, Villa, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm an, as high on Villa as some people are. I think they went on a stretch of really good form. Like when they beat City and Arsenal back to back, everyone was, um, you know, going crazy over that. But I don't think they are. Uh, they don't have the depth, first of all, to really compete for anything. I mean, they're one of the craziest things I've seen all year is like all the pundits like, oh, I'm going to put Villa above Arsenal. It's like, <laughs> okay, so you've based everything that you know around two games. Yeah. Um, no logical sense. And I, I think when you first start having these big results, teams are usually a little bit um, sporadic. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think sporadic's a good word for them. I also think, like, I with that, like, what do you think on Ollie Watkins? Because I almost feel like he's another player who fits that mold of, like, very good at, like, he, he is, you know, like, uh, people always talk about overrated, underrated, no one ever talks about, like, perfectly rated. Yeah. Like, he is perfectly rated. He is, like, perfect in that, like, five to eight range of where he should be in the table. He's going to get you somewhere between 10 and yeah. 15 goals. And he's going to be really good. But if he was to like sign for Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, he's going to ultimately not get you enough of what you want for how much he would cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I think I've said on here before that I really like Ollie Watkins. I like him too. I'm not, as I don't mean this like in a yeah, bad no. way. I just think like he's, he's like, he should stay at Villa. Yeah. He's going to score a shit ton of goals. He's going to look very good. Yeah. And he's going to play every match. Whereas if he went to a bigger team where he's not playing every match, getting in and out of rhythm, I don't think it would necessarily work. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with that. It's not like when you look at like an Ivan Tony where you're like, this guy would work anywhere. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ollie Watkins still having great year. Yeah. How about, um, not to jump around too much, but people having a great year. And it just came across my mind because Arsenal, I think, play them this weekend. West Ham. Uh, West Ham have had quite the year. Uh, in seventh place, uh, Mohamed Kudis has been one of the signings yeah. of the season. But Gerard Bowen just continues to crush it. I like you call him Gerard. Gerard Ger- Bowen? Gerard? <laughs> I would say Jared. Gerard. I would still say it's I think Jared. I would call him though. Gerard. I'm going to call him Jared. Gerard Bowen. No, I'm Because I sure thought you were going to say Gerard Butler. I was like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, Gerard Butler having a great season. Uh, Leonidas. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Gerard. <laughs> okay, well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, uh, 11 goals to assist. He's good. Yeah, he's another I mean, one. He's really good. I feel like we talk about him. He's another one. Perfectly rated player. Stay exactly could, where you are. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he might be able to go somewhere. Maybe Chelsea are going to sign him. Well, and then it'll become... Well, here's the thing. Like, in all honesty, Ollie Watkins, Bowen, all of them make Chelsea better. So if Chelsea's your... <laughs> like, they do. They do. Yeah. Like... If you want to move down on the table, then yeah. He's probably better than Raheem Sterling right now. Mm. He yeah, probably right now. is. Right now, He yeah. probably is. Like, and Ollie Watkins is definitely would be the best striker at Chelsea. <laughs> like, yeah. so like... I, I get it. Uh, and I've liked Bowen. I've talked about Bowen because every time I see him play, he's like, I always said like, he's so close to being great. Like he lacks just like, he's a little slower than he needs to be to be great. He's a little less consistent than he needs to be to score. But like, quite frankly, he should be probably making the England team for the Euros. He yeah, probably should I mean, be on the team. That's kind of the ballpark where I put him. Like if he's not in that team, I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's going to be tough because it is like a, 
Because the thing is, especially because we know Southgate is loyal to people. So, mm-hmm. like, you look at somebody like Rashford, Sterling, not having great years. Probably both of them make the team. Um, and Bowens probably should make it over them. Right. Cole Palmer should make it over them. Like, yeah, Cole Palmer's having a yeah. phenomenal We're going to talk year. about Mr. Cole Palmer. Yeah. You know, let's just go to Chelsea right now. Um, go to the bottom half of the table. Chelsea sit in 11th place on 31 points. Uh, truly horrific team uh they they are just so piss poor from front to back and yeah i think for bright spots i would really just say cole palmer has been the only player who is consistently scoring um and seems to have some life in him yeah and aside from that i really don't know that i can pick anyone out from this chelsea team that i think would really be successful um any any place else at this point in their career i mean it is i think mostly just a symptom of a bad team mm-hmm. uh poorly managed for a couple of years now but like all of these guys have fallen off their perch like i don't know mahalo mudrick i i had named him i think as like our my comeback player yeah. of the year yeah and he's been just dog shit again yeah yeah i mean he's been yeah he he has not been good he's he's terrible um, that might be one of the worst hundred mil signings of all time. If he continues at this rate, I I have to agree. I also think like the one signing, I, the thing one that makes some least sense to me is like, cause I actually think he's really good is Madwiki who they Mm. just don't give like a consistent run in the team at all. I think he's very good. Yeah. Like I I think he is good. I don't understand why he doesn't play more. Um, then, and I, I guess it didn't happen in the end, but there was a lot of rumors of Gallagher being sold, which, the I, incredible mistake. I don't get because it would maybe the exception of Palmer. I think he's their best player. I agree. And I honestly think you could argue he's like overall maybe a better player. Obviously, Palmer's getting the goals and everything. But like, I actually think Gallagher's been very impressive. Yeah. Like, definitely. I think that would be a mistake to get rid of him just because you have the, all these big money signings. You actually have someone who's better than them. You should play him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. That team's just a mess. Like, we have to talk about them because they're such a mess. And it's two years now in a row of them being a mess. And quite frankly, I don't know how you fix it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I thought that Potch was going to be a good thing for them when he first signed. I think you you did too, if I'm I not do. mistaken. I still kind of do. Like, I don't think... Mm, I, don't I know, still man. think he's a good manager. I just think that... I think we talked about it... But, in the off season, there's so much dead weight. I don't think they did a great job cutting the dead weight. I still think there's a lot of dead weight there. I think they need to move on some people so they can have some consistency. Yeah. When you have so many players, you keep switching it up over and over again. Nobody gets in a rhythm. It's impossible to get in a rhythm at Chelsea because you don't know if you're playing the next match or not. And all the way from attack to defense, like nonstop, it, it's just a, it's a, kind of a shit show kind of like nottingham forest where like when you buy a million players every single window how can anybody get any rhythm right yeah and uh it's it really feels like they're going all in on potch here and it felt like they were going all in on graham potter so i wonder when the shoe drops like pochettino has a lot of goodwill built up in this league it really feels that way because anyone else would be just being absolutely slandered. And now I kind of feel like we don't really talk about Chelsea being shit 
anymore. You know, like when you go online, do you really see much about Chelsea losing every single game they play? No, Compared you really to, don't. I guess you don't. Not right. to like Compared, when it was when Potter was there and it was such a big freaking yeah, deal. They, they've gotten a lot of slack this season for spending, I think, the most money again over yeah. the summer. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's actually a very good point because they've spent an insane amount of money. Yeah. Like every single player in their lineup cost crazy. 50 to 100 yeah. mil. And how many of them are actually good? Like outside of looking at the money, how many of them actually look like a good player? Oof. Enzo, I think Enzo, Cole Palmer. Uh, yeah, I still think I think Madwiki, but I think it's hard to justify it based on how he's played for them. Um, none of the defenders, maybe mm. maybe the this he's yeah. he's been like okay, but I don't think any of the other ones have been. Gusto hasn't been great. No, Bad, Gusto does not look Bad, good. Badishili, Badishil, <laughs> he, he hasn't been very good. Like, no. how many of them actually have been good? Yeah, I mean, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm I'm excited about Enzo Fernandez still. Cassiedo has not looked great. No. He, he's been all over the place. Cole Palmer, like you said, and Cuckoo is going to be good. Yeah, um, if he can ever, be, if he can be healthy. Yeah, he, like, scored, he needs to be healthy. He scored and then he's hurt again. And, yeah. uh, he he needs to be healthy. He scored a great goal. Yeah. Though. Oh, he's um, he's, he's, he's very Wolves. good. He scored against Liverpool too. He, he, that, that very, was the one in the yeah, four one. Yeah, he scored a, yeah. a badass goal, yeah. but it he, was four. He's nothing. very good. Um, I think he got a header in the other match too. Mm-hmm. Like he's very good, but like Jackson. Uh, he, he, Jackson really reminds me of Enkedia. Like, like all over the yeah. place, puts himself in the right spots, and then does not score. Yeah, and obviously Broha went out on loan. Yeah, um, yeah. who actually kind of like. Think he's a decent player. Not been playing very well. Though. Yeah. No. No. But like, what? <laughs> what is this team? Like, what is this team? Yeah. There's no plan. Like, they need to get rid of some of these people. And like, Colwell, who I actually like, I think is a decent player. Like, why? Why is he still there? Like, there's been, mm-hmm. I, and it seems like it's kind of him who hasn't wanted to leave in some cases. But like, they need to sell some of these players. You can't have a team of. 30 players like you you just can't yeah yeah i don't know chelsea is a it's a confusing mess and um it's got to be interesting to be a chelsea fan because the joy that you feel when you sign everyone Mm -hmm. everyone wants to play for you everyone is getting Mm -hmm. these big money contracts and then every week you just go out and you put up absolute stinkers um really really an interesting dynamic uh but anyways jimmy let's Talk. I want to talk about two teams towards the bottom mm-hmm. of the table. One being Luton Town, who have been on an absolute tear, uh, scoring goals nonstop. They beat Brighton for nothing, and then uh, they really came close to beating Newcastle. Yeah. They really should have scored four goals in that one too. And they currently sit outside of the relegation zone, and they have a game in hand. Yeah, I I, I hope so much they stay up. I, I kind of feel like they up. might. I mean, when they play at home. They're really hard to beat. Yeah, I, I really want them to stay up. And they, the fact that they've been able to score goals now because that at the beginning of the year was such a problem because they played well. Mm-hmm. Like they were in a lot of matches and just could not find a way to score. Yeah. And now that they're you know doing that, I, I'm very excited. Um, they've had some really good results. I'm thinking they they drew Liverpool earlier in the year. Like they've 
which they could have won that match if yeah, I remember they correctly. Like could have drawn yeah, Arsenal. They like, should have. Right. They 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 put up a good fight against City. Um. They they were tied at halftime. I want to say mm-hmm. or actually up maybe at half. Um. But like they've put in a good fight all year, so I really do hope that they. I hope that they stay up. Yeah. I think they have a shot. I think. The bottom of the table is interesting. Obviously, Everton are there with the points deduction, which Oof, I'm not so convinced mean. that that'll stand. Just because really? I look at like look at like what happened with Juventus last year, where like mm-hmm. they got a points deduction, then they didn't, then they almost did again. The only thing that maybe because Everton are now under investigation again, so who knows? Um, same thing with Forest. If Forest loses points, then that might make it interesting. Yeah. Um, but I will say like I've been impressed with them to come up. Obviously, they're of the teams that came up, the smallest of those teams, and to be able to do what they've been doing, it's nice to see. It's 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 yeah, fun. Definitely, we love Luton Town. Um, do you think they go down? I am gonna say I think they do. I, I really don't. I, don't. I hope they don't. I don't think they're among the worst three teams. In I, the league. I think I just think Everton are actually a decent team. Oh, Everton are good, and Everton are in right now are like the team below them. So I don't think Everton are going down. No, me neither. So then it becomes like, do you think Brentford or Forest? And when I watch Forest play, and it could just be because they literally are like the weirdest. Like they they are like the a video game team. Like just <laughs> sign everybody, throw shit at a wall, see what sticks. But there's so much talent on that team. I think enough, much like last year, enough will stick that they yeah. stay up. So then it becomes: Do you think it's Brentford? Do you think it's so? I I think I, it I honestly. I think it probably. I think they probably do go down. Sadly, I think Everton are not going down either. I think Crystal Palace are in grave danger. Crystal Palace have been awful, mm-hmm. um, have. barring you know a win over Sheffield United, mm-hmm. in which I think they went down two goals originally and then came back and won. Um. I think they're really the contenders. I think Bournemouth have been really great this year. Dominic Solanke is a fantastic player. Uh, cost me $1,000, actually, because he didn't <laughs> score assist a goal against Nottingham Forest. Uh, <laughs> it cost me actually 20 but if he did that, I would have won 1000 uh, Painful. And, yeah, I think it's between Palace and Forest. Palace, Forest, Luton for that last spot. I think Burnley are dead. And Sheffield United have been dead from Sheffield, the start Sheffield's of the are bad. They're awful. They're probably one of the. I think Huddersfield. I don't know if you remember that year Huddersfield came. Oh, up. I remember. That yes. was the worst team I've ever yes. seen in the Premier League. This is a potential close second. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're bad. really, really bad. They're bad. They don't put up much of a fight. That's I think no. the biggest thing with them is they really don't really put up much of a fight. Like they can score goals, but they just. I don't know. I don't like them. I feel team. bad about Burnley, obviously, with company. I feel bad. I thought they were going to be good. I think everyone did. I think, again, going back to the word of like naive, they do play mm-hmm. a little naive, which I respect that they've seemed to ride with like, this is how we play, especially by the fact that they company is still there at this point. So like they're riding with like, this is what the brand we're trying to play and we're going to go down fighting, yeah. I guess. But then you end up like Norwich. Yeah, that's how Norwich yeah, came yeah, up. If yeah, you remember, yeah. it was like, "Oh my God, they're really gonna go all out against Liverpool," and then like they lose five nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a high risk game that you play there. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to talk about Luton, and then um, we kind of touched on Everton. Yeah, like I, I think I, they're a good team. Can I add one other team? Because I think this is a team that I look at in the Chelsea 
vein of um I think we were expecting a lot more this season, which is Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle have been one of the letdowns of the season. But I think they plateaued last year. Or or maybe not plateaued. They overachieved last year, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so they came into this year with European football. And they did not have the depth. And then they were ravaged by injuries. And so I will cut them some slack there. But um, Yeah, no... I think that's fair, but I do want to add that I think like there's been so many games where they've been winning or were were tied and just threw it away at the end, like yeah. constantly. I think of the Liverpool game early in the year was like the biggest one. Oh my God. Liverpool had the red card and they completely threw it away. Yeah, they were down to um, nine. Yes, nine like, men. like completely threw it away. The the recent City match where like. They they should have won. They should have had a minimum draw, lose. Like mm-hmm. they they've had so many where that's happened. It becomes concerning when it's a trend, and it feels like it's a trend this year that mm. it happens again and again and again. Do you think Eddie Howe has taken them as far as he can? That's kind of my thing. Is I think he kind of has. I like mm. Eddie Howe. I think he's a good I manager. Know. But like I think if Newcastle's ambition is more, which based on who owns them, I think it is. Yeah. I don't think Eddie Howe's necessarily the person who can take them there. That's kind of my thing. Is like I think he's a good manager. They're not a bad team. They're they're not bad. They can win any game, but they also can lose right. any game. I don't think that's where Newcastle wants to be. Uh, I don't think based on the money they've spent, that's where they want to be either. And they have some phenomenal players. Like when you watch them play, like you you can't tell me watching them you don't think Gimenez or Isak are like. Right top tier players like yeah definitely and, and so trippier harvey barn like they have yeah. good players trippier like, has been a little bit iffy this year but but you know what I mean? like like big players yeah, even course. uh my my favorite person gordon uh, like, i thought you were gonna say joe linton no <laughs> jolie tone no jolie tone <laughs> um but like there's you know you expect a little more yeah obviously and yeah. to your point injuries have been a big part of it obviously you know not having nick pope for a long period of time too and i don't know what the hell happened to Dubrovka because he used to actually be pretty good i don't know what the so hell happened to him but it's like i look at them and i i look at them and they're in the chelsea vein of like i expected more mm-hmm. like i i don't think i not that i thought either of them were competing for a title but i expected both of them to be like competing for top four I, and i don't think either one of them is close to that right now i expected a lot from chelsea coming into this year i thought last year was like their okay, we're figuring this shit out type of phase. Mm-hmm. And then this year was like growth and refinement. And it's not been that. Newcastle, I a little bit expected the drop off. And I, I think if we rewind the tape, we would find that because they just, they overachieved last year. Yeah. I think teams might've taken them a little bit too lightly last year and Newcastle were there and they were healthy and ready to play. And they didn't have a lot of games to play last year either. Yeah, um, Kind of same like Brighton. Kind of same thing yeah, with Brighton. Yeah, I think Brighton, again, with European football, I, I think it just becomes too much for, for teams like that in their first season. And Brighton, let's not forget, have lost all of their big stars. I mean, Casiedo and McAllister were the two mm-hmm. stars of that team, mm-hmm. and both were stolen from them. Yeah. Uh, well, not stolen, I won't say. They received they, exorbitant yes. amounts of money. <laughs> McAllister may be a little bit stolen. That one was cheaper than it yeah. probably should have been. But They made up for it in the uh, Casiedo sale. Yeah. 
But yeah, Brighton, Brighton, I think, was always going to have a drop. But all things considered, eighth place is probably... I would be happy with that if I were a Brighton fan. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about Manchester United. I don't think we need to dwell on them. What is, what is there to talk about up with them? Up and down and up and this down. This is just like... Yeah, exactly. Like, another team. Manchester United can win any game. They can win any game. They really can. They yeah. They I'm, can. I'm less afraid of them than a the, lot of. The other thing, teams. They're not scary. In no way are they scary. Which is like that is probably like the most like disappointing thing they hear if you're a United fan is like in no way do you you playing United in no way are you scared? Can they beat you? Sure. Mm-hmm. Are you scared at all that they're going to? No. Mason Mount, non-existent. What a waste of money. Yeah. What a waste. Absolutely non-existent. Andre Onana, tragic. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> like, in all honesty, the only bright spot, the, the, the there's two bright spots of their season, and they're two young kids. Garnacho's a good player. Yep. Looks like an absolute D-bag. Hard to root for. <laughs> very punchable face. 100%. But very good player. Yeah. Um, Kobe Mineo, the young kid, looks yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, he does. That's and- it. What else can you say? That's it. I like I like the fake Holland. I like Holland. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be a very good he, player. He's good. He's good. I think if he were on a team like Arsenal, he'd he'd have double digit goals yeah. already. Okay, so there you go. There's your our third bright spot. There it is. That he's the third bright spot. So yeah. But that's it. What else can you say? Everything else is bad. Dude, Anthony sucks. Casemiro sucks. Anthony is fucking washed. Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez is not the player he once was, but that also, I think, comes with look what he has in front of him. Maybe. You do feel a little bit bad for Bruno. Maybe. I don't know, but like you get my point. Like Also, you're Manchester United. You spend the m- billions, and <laughs> right. you're starting Johnny Evans in games that matter. <laughs> what? Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire story yeah. has not been talked about enough. It has not. God, it should be talked about a lot more. It really should. God bless him, Jimmy. They're in. They're in sixth place. It doesn't make sense. It, that, it, but this is how it is every year with United recently. It's like, oh my God, this team is dog shit. Well, actually, it always starts with, they're great. We're winning the league. This yeah. is the best team we've ever assembled. Oh my God, we're absolute dog shit. A game of like three three games in a row where they win. Okay, United are back in contention, and then we're dog shit. And then it's just a constant cycle of like, they're great. They're awful. They're great. They're awful. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ten Hag is a very good manager. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's so whatever. That's like it's, yeah, they still have no style. There's no reason for them to fire him. Like I don't think there's a reason to fire him. Like he hasn't given them a reason like to fire him. But there's no reason to keep him because he's shown he's no Michael Dalo at work. Yeah, no like, reason to fire me. But why would he's you keep a, me? He's a yeah right exactly. <laughs> like you know, like he's he's a perfect like he gives you a perfect six every day six out of ten every <laughs> single day like he shows up and he shows up oh he's there God. i am he's eric there. Hag. I he shows realize. up every single day he's there every day he does the bare minimum that you require him to do he gives you no justification to let him go and gives you no reason to want to keep him. <laughs> he like me for real. So he he's the everyman. <laughs> eric ten Hag, the everyman. <laughs> Oh my god! That's that is it. fucking awesome. If we ever made shirts, yeah, that would be that one. Be just the bald Eric Ten Hag <laughs> and just the everyman. <laughs> That's so good, but it's so true. Just a perfect six out of ten. It's like if they fired him, you'd understand. 
But if they don't, you also yeah, get it. You also get it because it's like, ah, I guess like he hasn't done anything so bad that you should fire him. There, there were rumors that Jose is uh, in contention to come back, but I don't think that's Jose sucks. He's done. He's yeah. washed, man. He's wa- here's what Jose needs to do. This is the thing because I, I can't stand Jose. Can't stand him. Great manager. Funny, <laughs> hilarious. Can't stand him. He, because this is especially with all his fans, because he's got the biggest fans of like any manager ever. Like yeah, people love that's Jose. True. He needs to go and manage a national team. He, if he goes to a good national team, a Brazil, Portugal, wherever he goes, he will win a World Cup. There's no doubt in my mind. His style of management, his in tournament play, tournament yeah. play, defensive play. He's very good in a short period of time. His players like him. He burns out, burns himself out yeah. after a while. But like, it will work. There's no doubt in my mind. It will work. Like Germany, you you guys could use like someone to really refresh and go with him. Like you know what I mean. Like that. I think will work. And then we'll never hear the end of the people who say he's the best manager of all time. Like, I think that's where he really needs to focus because I think his whole shtick has kind of run out at like club level. Yeah. Because he's all of Jose fans are like, Oh, he won Roma European title. He won them the like Mickey mouse cup, the third division European title. I don't even know what it's called. The conference, the conference, is it conference league, league? Yeah. the like, NIT bracket. Yes, yeah, like not even the NIT. It's the one below <laughs> that because the Europa League's the NIT. This is like I don't even know what you call yeah. it. The high school state championship level, like that's what he won them, which great. And then he sucked in the league every single year yeah. with a team that, quite frankly, was better than a lot of the other teams, um, and has spent money and got him players. Like they they got him players every time. He got people in. He got Lukaku this year. Like yeah. they brought people in for him. Um, so I think if he goes to a national team, he actually has a chance to win a world cup. He should be focused on that. If he goes back to United, United will be exactly what they were under Jose before, which is a pain in the ass to play. They'll probably finish top four and they will win nothing. Except yeah. maybe like the conference league, conference <laughs> league, the coveted conference league. Um, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with that. I think the last thing I want to talk about, Jimmy, is a little bit of Champions League because both of our clubs are in the mm-hmm. the round of 16. Yes. Um, you guys got Copenhagen? Yes, yeah, Copenhagen. The greatest of all the matchups. Uh, you just <laughs> knew that was going to happen, didn't you? Yeah, very, um, very excited. And Arsenal got Porto, which that was, yes, I believe, my guess as well. Yeah. Can't complain about either same. one of those. No, no. Um, what is your confidence level of Manchester City repeating? Well, now that the like demon has been like the curse has been broke, it's pretty high. It's pretty high just based off of the simple fact of I think we have the best team. Like when City are on their game, I think they're the best team. Yeah, I agree. City have not been on their game all year. Like mm-hmm. literally have not played their best game generally all year. Granted, they've not had the full healthy team. Or like I I still don't think we've seen like City's best 11 play. Because Stones has been out now that De Bruyne's been back. Like we we haven't seen their team that ended the season last year play. Uh granted, no Gundawan, so that's Yeah. You know, it'd be great if he could come back just for the Champions League games be nice. Because Kovacic ain't it. Let me tell you that much. Yeah. But like I think the city still have the best team. When I look at like the other teams in the competition, obviously Real Madrid in the Champions League is always a threat. Bayern have a very good team. I think the Harry Kane factor matters. Um, I th- P- 
PSG stink. I don't think PSG are that. Like if they PSG lost associate that, like if they lost associate that, I wouldn't be surprised by it because I've seen some of their games even in the French league this year. That they're not very good. Yeah, no. Um, I disappointed in Enrique to be honest with you and how they've played. Me um, too. I actually think Arsenal are a decent threat. Um, I think that Napoli are a good team, but kind of like last year, probably will fall short. Barcelona, I have no faith in. No, they're close. Xavi um, leaving at the end of the season. And both Inter and Atletico, I don't think either one of them are that good. No, and that's that's kind of why I asked the question, because I, I think Arsenal are actually in the top four teams that... Could win it. Could win it, mm-hmm. which is kind of It's bizarre. a good year. It's a good year to be in the Champions League. Better. Yeah, it's the competition outside of, I think, Bayern... Real Madrid and City, like if you cannot draw them, like if you get a lucky mm-hmm. side of the bracket, yeah. like you could end up there yeah. and you never know what happens if you end up in the final. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got my fingers and toes crossed, but I, you know, I'm never actually hopeful, but I think they could, Arsenal could make a run and I think City will be there no matter what. Yeah. You just need kind draws. Yeah. And I, the way that the, it is now where you get that bracket after this round, like um, I think it is after this round it starts, yep, I think, um, makes it interesting. Like, and it, and it works out. Again, City, yes, yeah, City always get that nice, easy round of 16 draw. And then they've had the worst draw every round after that. Yep. And But that worked out for them last year. They went through the gauntlet and beat everybody. Mm-hmm. So it can happen. So honestly, if I was you, I'd be feeling pretty good. Um, I... I I, my only thing I would say is I don't think there's really, outside of the Inter-Atletico matchup, I think most of these are pretty straightforward. Yeah, I agree. But PSG you, is Napoli-Barcelona, I guess, is not straightforward, except for the fact of, like, if you've watched Barcelona play, Napoli should beat them. Yeah, that's a coin flip, though, yeah. too. But, like, outside of those two, like, I think Bayern beat Lazio, Real Madrid beats Leipzig, Yeah, Arsenal win, City win, PSG probably win, and... I think Dortmund beat PSV. Dortmund are a good team in there, too. Yeah, Dortmund, are Dortmund always shoot themselves in the foot. That's a team that just, no matter who's the manager, who's on the right. team. Though I'm interested to see Jaden Sancho back with Dortmund. Didn't get to say that. I am interested by that. Yeah, me too. But yeah, Champions League, I'm excited for that. Excited for the end of this season. And uh, yeah, I, I mean... Starts next week, right? Next week we're back, Champions League. Uh, the I 21st think first is Arsenal. I think City are next week. Yeah. I think Copenhagen, baby. Yeah, Copenhagen. They beat Manchester United what once or twice. Yeah, they looked good. I mean, they did. They did, but they shouldn't not beat, beat City. City. They shouldn't beat. Happen. Here's the thing: the two legs is what kills a team like Copenhagen. Yeah, because like they could definitely beat City over one game. I'm sure they could. All mm-hmm. these teams, like if you make it this far in this tournament, like you've won your league. You've, you have the capacity. You you could it. win one game. Doing it over two legs is really really hard. Yeah. Yep, I agree. But uh, but anyways, Jimmy, was there anything else you want to talk about before we close up? I don't think I think we hit a lot. Like it was nice. We it did. was nice bouncing around too. I felt less uh, constrained. Yeah. To talk about anything. I was the last one random thing about the Premier League. I don't understand how Bournemouth are twelfth because I don't think Bournemouth are a very good team. Bournemouth have been solid. They've, I know they have. I just don't get it. Like player wise, I don't think they're that good. They have sneakily won games this yeah. year and Solanke scored a lot of goals yeah. except for when I need him to um you know like hottest striker in the league like could you do something against Forrest now all right anyways I'm not mad about it anymore <laughs> um yeah I think we'll definitely be back 
maybe once or twice yeah. at least before the end of the season. Yeah, we could definitely try to finish the season strong yeah. and go from there. <laughs> yeah. uh, not that anyone here cares. If you're here at this point, let us know. Um, <laughs> we won't do anything about it. We'll just give you a like on <laughs> on X. We're we're so old in this podcast game that Twitter has become X. Yeah, which is stupid, but so dumb. Oh, it's the dumbest one thing. One last thing. Last thing, if anyone's still listening. The blue card. Have you seen this nonsense? Oh, that's so stupid. I want to just strangle whoever is coming up with these ideas. Game's but gone, mate. Game is gone. <laughs> Awful. It's terrible. Oh, last thing. One more last thing. <laughs> Actual last thing. Actual last thing. Now having time, being out on leave from work. New obsession. Have you watched a show Nailed It on Netflix? No. Oh, I have a new obsession too, but go ahead. Love it. Nailed These people it. have to bake. They have a cake. They give them a cake that looks like this fancy cake, and they have to try their best to match it in like two hours. Shit show. <laughs> Put it this way. We've enjoyed it so much that we have bought a stand mixer and baking utensils, oh, and we're going to stop baking. <laughs> so that's where we're at. So this is what happens when you're away from work for an extended period of time. Fair enough. Nailed it. All right, I'll <laughs> check it out. And my recommendation and my new obsession, Mr. Fucking Beast. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and that's wrap real. it up. That's real. You don't fuck with Mr. Beast? He's fine. I got no beef with Mr. Beast. I got You're no issue with him. No, I got no, I got no, I got no issue with him. I mean He's my goat. How, how where did that come from? Hitting the pen. Bored one day. <laughs> Hitting the pen and watching Mr. Beast. That's what happens. You go nonverbal and you watch Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> And you eat his fucking Feastables chocolate and you just have a night. That's how it comes up. I I can't follow that up. (laughs) All right. We will see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.